Welcome back to Aldemeyer Podcast. This week we are finishing up February with bracing your marriage. We've talked about maintenance, fixing, dating. We've talked about a lot this month and we are ending it out with bracing your marriage. All right, so we are back and this is the last episode on marriage for February and then we're going to be diving into something else next month so we're just going to jump right on in and today we are talking about bracing your marriage because like I mentioned earlier we have already talked about the importance of dating and we talked about maintenance in your marriage we talked about the fixing in your marriage and if you've not listened to those episodes go back and listen to those they're for everybody um in all walks of marriage not just for people who are in a time it's for everybody so i encourage you to go back and listen to those and today we are just going to be diving straight into bracing your marriage yeah so um i'll kind of jump in with this so it's like bailey said uh, really, we dealt with dating your spouse, which is just kind of like a little fun episode. You're supposed to date your spouse. I mean, I told the guys there, I said you ought to work as hard to keep your wife as you did to win your wife. Yep. And uh, we went into that. Like I said, I don't want to waste all of our time recapping. But then we talked about maintaining your marriage. And really, the focus of maintaining your marriage is to say, okay... There are some good things that needed some work. And we just basically strengthen those good things that are already there. I mean, you think about you got a house. I mean, you already have a window there, but when it cracks, you need to maintenance that window and you need to repair it. Um, the window's good. The window needs to be there. But it, there was some stress fracture. So, I mean, get you a new window, pop it in there, everything's fine. That's basically what the maintenance is. As far as fixing your marriage, uh, we talked about it's like there being stuff that's broken. There's some bad mm -hmm. stuff, getting the bad stuff out of there. Yes. Um, like all you husbands, if y'all are listening, you can totally relate with this. When your wife's hair clogs the drain and then you're standing <laughs> in the shower and uh, everything starts to pull up, uh, you've got to fix Sorry. the drain, and you got to, I mean, you got to go remove her pet that she's been hiding down in that pipe, and I mean, it might growl at you, and it might not smell the best, but you know, you got to get rid of it, um, and then bracing your marriage, we're going to say that bracing your marriage is kind of the, okay, everything's going good, we're in a good spot, mm -hmm. uh, what are we going to add to it to keep it that way? Yep. So, I don't know if Miss Bailey, she wants to take over for just a moment, give a, a thought or an opinion or two, and then I'll jump into a Bible passage. Um, I mean, we're, we're at this part now where we are um, keeping, up, keeping up your marriage. Um, your marriage is something we've, I mentioned it earlier, something that always needs to be worked on. It's nobody's marriage is perfect. And I feel like I say that every time. But um, there are times when, well, I'll say this. Society in a whole has made marriage 
this to seem like this fairy tale thing when you look at like the Hallmark movies or something. Everything is perfect and there's nothing really bad going on and, and everything looks great. But in reality, I mean, you got to work at your marriage constantly. It's not an overnight fix or anything. And so diving into this bracing your marriage is something that you just got to continue to keep up the work. Indeed. Um, and that's like, I'll share a couple of things that I was thinking about as far as the biblical standpoint and then maybe talk about a couple practical things. Uh, first off, I'm going to take you to a familiar portion of Scripture. We know Matthew 6 and 33, it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. And now it talked about physical needs prior to that. And I know that I'm making an application here. One of those physical needs was not the disciples saying, oh, we need a happy marriage. Mm -hmm. But it was talking about the different physical necessities that they did. And can I tell you something? If you are in a married relationship, a good relationship is a physical necessity. Yes. I mean, it's just point blank. It's there. Um, if you have anything that you're wanting to add to your marriage, let me tell you, serving the Lord is the best thing you can add to that, your marriage. Yes, exactly. And I mean, serving the Lord will be your prayer life. I mean, pray more together. Your Bible time, study the Bible more together. I mean, one thing mm -hmm. that I've been thankful for here recently is, I mean, normally with Bailey's podcast, she brings me in on the loop, and it's like I occasionally helped out in the random episode uh, but here recently we've been doing this thing together and I've thoroughly enjoyed it it's had me looking at Bible verses and Bible scripture and being able to yeah. bring it to the table and she bounces ideas off me I bounce ideas off of her and let me tell you something I mean this is husband and wife business right here mm -hmm. we're using the word to strengthen each other it's yes. not just me being the the called man of God, man of the cloth, <laughs> I mean, the fireball evangelist. It's not me just sitting here preaching to her. No. It's me saying this is this Bible passage that I think is really good here, and this is why it's really good. Yep. And her doing the same thing to me. We're building each other up. Yes. And let me tell you something. You will never weaken your marriage by adding more Bible to mm, it. That's right. I mean, you might have some jack leg that wants to take a verse out of context and say, the Bible says you ought to submit to me, woman. But if he is doing his part and he is applying the word correctly, yes. there is no possible way that adding Bible to your marriage is going to make it any less effective. Yep. So, I mean, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Mm. Seek what the, his word has to say. And that's yes. not just in your marriage, but in daily life. Um, and seek that. And then, I, I mean, I'll paint you a picture if I can describe this easily. Um, you think of the three parts of a marriage being the man, the wife, and God. Okay, God never changes. Mm -hmm. Behold, I am the Lord, I change not. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is always in the same point. So there is a possibility that a husband and wife can draw closer together if we're making a really long, skinny triangle at this point. They can draw closer together while simultaneously pulling away from the Lord. And you wind up with this really long, skinny triangle. And that's a possibility. And you know what? That's a dangerous place to be because it is highly unstable. But if you center in and you say, as a husband and as a wife, we're going to draw closer to the Lord, you will inevitably 
be drawn to a single point and you will get closer to one another as a result. So there's a biblical application. I got another weird one for you here that I was thinking <laughs> about as I was doing a little studying. And this one involves Moses. We all know who Moses is, right? He's going to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. He's going to be the big hero, the big man on campus that God's going to use to perform all these great things. Chapter number three, God of the book of Exodus, God appears to Moses and says, hey, I've got a job for you. Chapter number four kicks off, and he says, I'm going to give you all these signs, all these wonders, all these amazing things that you get to do. And I mean, it's just like a steady climb of like excitement and everything. It's, okay, Moses just going about his business. Moses seeing a burning bush. The burning bush talking to him. God saying, throw your rod down, it turns into a snake. Stick your hand in your chest and it becomes leprous and then goes back again. Pour out the water on the dry land and it becomes blood. And I mean, it's just excitement, excitement, yes. excitement, building, 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 building. And then out of nowhere, Moses goes, he goes to his father-in-law. He says, hey, God's called me. God's put a job on my heart. He's given me a mission and a commission, and I've got to do it. Let me take my wife and my kids and let me go do God's business. And then, boom, verse number 24 hits. And it says, <laughs> and it came to pass by the way in the end that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Mm. No warning there. No nothing. Just, hey, I got a plan for you. I got a job for you. I'm giving you all the tools for this job. Now I'm going to kill you. You say, what in the world does this have to do with marriage? Verse number 25 says, Then Sephora, that's Moses' wife, took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at his feet and said, Surely uh, a bloody husband art thou to me. So he let him go and she said, A bloody husband thou art because of the circumcision. I mean, we hit a 180 real quick. Hmm. We had a 180 real quick. And you say, what in the world happens with this passage of Scripture? And I used to think the same thing. If you're totally confused right now, read Exodus chapter number 4. You're going to see the 180 and you're going to scratch your head and think, what in the world's going on? Well, see, what it was is Zephora, Moses, they were both children of Israel. They had the law. They had the word of God that instructed them that any of their male children ought to be circumcised and that was showing a separation unto the Lord. And you've got this man of God who's supposed to be serving God and doing a great work, but he's ignoring the very word of God in its most basic and simple instructions. Mm. And the end thereof, if they didn't address that, would have been death, and ultimately the death of their marriage. Let me ask you something, mm. a little way of application here. What is it that are the little things in your marriage that if you are not bracing for, are going to be what kills your marriage. Because thankfully, Moses had a wife here who said, we need to add this to our, we've got a good thing going. God's using us, God's yeah. blessing us, but we need to add something to make sure we're going to make it. And in this case, it happened to be simple little instructions from the Word of God. So that's number one, biblical application. What can you add from the Bible to strengthen your marriage. That's good. Thank you. I mean, oh, you don't have to say thank you. I mean, I think it's good anyway. I'm listening. I'm enjoying this. Uh, usually I I have a lot to say and I kind of take full reign and input here and there. Um, but we kind of switched tonight and I am I'm good with that. I'm, I'm enjoying this because just the way um, you took that part in, in 
where you read it with Moses and you know you said you might be confused if I were just to read that and not any no background and everything I would have thought the same thing um but the application there is is so real it would have been the the death of it so I mean I I don't know I'm I'm just I'm listening I'm <laughs> I did not know about that. Usually, we kind of bounce things off of each other when we go, and that one he threw me for a loop. So the whole time I was just like, "Wow, that's good," you know. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I'm a smart cookie. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, going to some practical things though. I mean. I was talking with Bailey earlier today, and we were talking about how would we brace our marriage. And I was kind of thinking, just in a practical sense, um, the, the phrase came to my mind, variety is the spice of life. And so I'm going to throw Bailey on the spot here. Mm, I'm gonna go don't first. do that. I'm going to throw you on the spot. It's oh, going to be okay. Okay. I'm not prepared. <laughs> Always think about stuff that you can add to your marriage. Just, I mean, just little stuff. It can be silly and stupid stuff if it makes it's stronger yeah you'll never go wrong spending more time with somebody either yep um there are some ways <laughs> you could take that to an extreme but in all honesty i mean me and bailey one thing that we've thought about recently is i'm i'm a big fan i love watching the forged in fire show i want to make knives i want to get my own forge i one do day too and stuff like that and we talked about there's a guy here in town who has a shop in Lexington where he does knife making classes. And I mean, we talked about it before and we're like, you know what, let's dump the kids off on a babysitter. <laughs> and I mean, we can go do that. And I mean, you might call that a date. It'll probably be a lot of frustration and anger. Probably. I mean, I, <laughs> let's be honest. At least, I, hey, at least I'll be able to be hitting the metal instead of hitting something else. I don't hit my wife. I just want to put that in there <laughs> for uh, just to be clear. Oh. But uh, I'll take my frustration out on the metal. Just heat it and beat it. That's what they say on the oh show. Oh, my goodness. But um, that would be something. It's like another hobby. I mean, if we if knife making turned into a big thing, it'd be a really fun, dangerous hobby that we could spend time <laughs> with. Dangerous. <laughs> so, Miss Bailey, what's something else that you think would be good for couples? I mean, obviously, knife-making might be a little bit personal to us. <laughs> they might be thinking, these people are crazy, and I'm not listening next week. Um, mine is definitely to have more fun with each other. Um, I am not. I, you know me, you know I don't have a sense of humor. No, she doesn't. I, I don't. Um, it's terrible. <laughs> I'm the funny one in the relationship. It's you probably <laughs> already caught on to that. It's really hard for me to be to have fun and to be funny or anything like that and I feel like if you can um like if your your spouse is very funny and everything try those try to have those funny moments where you randomly just you let down that guard and you try to have one of those rare funny moments or just to have fun with each other and even if you may think it is dumb in the moment. As long as you smile and laugh, that's all that matters because you're building that relationship. I know for me that's something that I've been trying to do lately is, and work on is just having those spontaneous funny moments 
and everything. And it's hard for me. Let me just go on a rant right here. <laughs> I was cracking jokes and I was doing some Waffle oh, House man. material. And she was just like, you're stupid. I mean, grade A jokes. It's like I was at work and I had everybody rolling. And then you have me. And then I was telling Bailey because I was so excited. And I told her all the jokes and it's just crickets on the other end. I'm like, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look for my Netflix special. Yeah. Dylan Wilson presents Jolly and Jaded. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just not. I, I I'm really trying. I Netflix special coming. I could, though. <laughs> I am trying to be better at the spontaneousness and. She and is. I, I am, uh, because I know that's that's something for my spouse. Is he's a funny person. He he has that humor and everything, and I I don't. But there is part of me because everybody has that inner child in them um, that wants to have that fun and everything. Um, I know one thing we talked about earlier this week was because um, we were both reading. Um, I think you were reading a book and I was had listened to a podcast and they mentioned the same thing we talked about about going on a play date um, where something you wanted to do when you were little what did you like to do when you were little was it go to the park and, and just swing on the swings well ride a bike ride a bike ride a bike with your spouse go to the park and swing on the swings together without your kids get you some you know? nerf guns and have an all out war I mean those little things and have a play date with your spouse have fun and laugh um because that will strengthen your marriage in the out in, in the long run just to have fun with each other. Indeed. Indeed. Did I throw you off? Oh, I, you were just going so well. I just wasn't oh. interrupt. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm uh once once I get going I I'm good, but then I And then you just hit the brakes. And then like I hit the brakes. <laughs> You lose it. You lose it. <laughs> you lost it a long time ago, girl. I did. <laughs> hey, I'll say this. Um, one thing, too, we talked about, like, taking the Word of God and adding it to your marriage. But another thing that you can always do is find a place in your local church to serve with your spouse. But, yeah, there's sometimes you may not be able to serve with your spouse um, I'll give you an example that I used to go to the jail um, quite a bit, and on our floor, I mean, I was on the floor, Bailey couldn't go with me. It was me and some other men. Um, Bailey had to stay home and watch the kids so I could go preach to them. Uh, there were times Bailey would, would go up there. The last time she went there, though, she made the folks really uncomfortable because she was eight months and three weeks pregnant. And they're just like, she better not be having no baby yet. Yeah, I was We got the facilities, due. but they didn't want to check her in. And I didn't want them to check her in. Huh. Some nights, maybe. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. But uh, there is ample opportunity in the local church for you to serve with your spouse. Me and my wife, we've served in various mm -hmm. areas before. Um, I taught Sunday school, and she was my best crowd control. Um, I... We do children's church right now. We've done it for the past few months. And, I mean, she's right there with me. Yep. And uh, we we may act like we hate each other in children's church, but it's really all just an act to make the kids laugh. They, they love when I crack jokes on her, and they love when she beats me in <laughs> bottle flip tic-tac-toe. Yes. Um, and, I mean, we just have a good time. I mean, we've gone out soul winning uh, together. We've gone out on bus church visitation 
And I mean, it's it's just those memories. It's like my favorite memory from bus church visitation uh, was one day that we showed up and there was just a whole bunch of the kids on our route and then a bunch of kids we didn't know. They're just mm-hmm. playing football. And That's I mean, fine. we just roll up. And they, I mean, you they act like we were the life of the party when we showed up. It's Brother Dylan and Miss Bailey. And they were so happy. And I yes. mean, what do you think we did? We went right up in there and we were playing with them. Bailey's talking with them. I'm throwing a football and we're just having a great time. And you know what? Yes. We left there with just a overwhelming sense of joy. And we got to share that. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll say this. You say, I don't know what in the world we could serve. Well, I don't know if there's a pastor in America, and I highly doubt that there is one, that if you and your spouse went up to him and said, hey, preacher, uh, we want to do something in the church, and we want to serve, where can we serve? I really doubt your pastor is going to look at you and say, you know what, we've just got too much help right now. Yeah, I doubt that. I mean, chances are there's something either the Lord's put on his heart that he wants you to start, uh, there's something that he wants you to do to get ready for starting something, or there's a ministry already that you can just jump right on into. And I mean, that's something you can do with your spouse. Yes. And I mean, we we just talked about that. Serving the Lord is going to draw you closer to the Lord, and as you draw closer to Mm -hmm. the Lord, you and your spouse are going to be closer. Yeah, I mean, those things are always... They're not always fun. They're not. No. But. We also was out on bus church visitation one day when the starter went out in the truck. And we had to sit outside in the hot sun. And it was actually kind of humorous because we went and knocked on one of our bus kids' doors. And they did the whole we're not home thing. But then because we were stuck outside their house for two hours, they had to end up coming out to go to work. And so it was like that real awkward wave and smile thing. Like, yeah. What's um, up? But I mean, those things, they're not always. Those times are are not always fun but those times that you're together in the ministry serving together um you get to share those moments with each other um some of the best times uh that i think me and dylan have is on the way home we talk about the things we talk about how how it went and what we enjoyed about it and everything like today we had we had bus church and one of the little girls it was her first time there and she was upset and she just came right up to me and i held held her hand the whole time and got her to stop crying and come to find out we don't work on the actual buses anymore but when we were working on the buses a few years ago she was way too young when we first knocked on their door to come and i what was that three years ago mm-hmm. so it's she had about, to be two yep and now she's five years old and she can ride on the bus and she gets to come now and those moments are so sweet when you get to see those little kids grow up and their older sibling be like come on come to church with me you're gonna have so much fun we get to play games with brother dylan and miss bailey we get to ride the bus they feed us lunch you know all these fun things and those memories are made and we have a lot of fun playing games with them too but i mean there's all different ministries you can you can do with your spouse like uh dylan was even saying going out soul winning together and usually when when we do soul winning i am never with my husband (laughs) <laughs> I mean, usually we go out in a big yeah, group. Yeah, it's, it's and normally so, me with another man. And yeah, and I'm, woman. I'm with another woman. And so we kind of usually just split off and everything. But it's 
it's fine. You get to have that fellowship um, with get other people. Steps in for the day too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> but it's always it's always fun doing the ministry with your spouse. I don't I don't regret one minute being in the ministry and serving beside my husband. I don't. Uh, this is something that God has has called us to, and I and I will say this: I was very, very much so against this before I ever met Dylan, and I even told my pastor's wife at the time that I was never going to marry a pastor, and like that was it. I wasn't doing it because I didn't want to do any of that, and I didn't. But the Lord had other plans. The Lord saved me. I wasn't saved then. When I said Lost that, as a ball in high wings. and then the Lord saved me, and I, I met Dylan, and he changed my heart completely to just have a heart for the ministry and to serve beside him. And so if you get in the ministry with your spouse, know that there may be some hard times, but it is so much fun and everything. I'll say this, too. Uh, there's a little little verse in uh, in your bible in the book of acts i believe my brain's blank and so no bible scholars call me out y'all forgotten where the address to a verse was before but um paul is admonishing a couple in the church and he makes this statement about he says that they've addicted themselves to the ministry mm -hmm. and now we we look at addiction as being a very negative thing a very bad thing but uh, if we look at it objectively I mean, addiction is just a drawing or a compelling to a substance or a behavior. Um, so addiction in and of itself is not inherently bad. It's just the devil has used addiction uh, to cause rampant problems throughout homes, churches, families, everything. I mean, I, I'm not saying... I'm not trying to belittle addiction in and of itself, but here in that portion of scripture, we find that Paul says that they've addicted themselves to the ministry, meaning that you can get yourself so in love with the ministry mm -hmm. that it becomes a compelling and a driving force in your life. Yes. And that's very much a good thing. So, I mean, I'm not trying to say... Addiction's not bad because what we blanket know as addiction, be it drugs, alcohol, um, gambling, pornography, anything like that, yeah. obviously that is bad. But just having that compelling uh, driving force in you to serve God is a very good thing. And uh, one thing that I looked at before was kind of uh, the cycle of addiction and stuff. And I preach a message about uh, being addicted to the ministry um, but one thing that that I found in my research that I'm not going to worry about preaching a sermon to you tonight. That's not my plan. But uh, one thing that we have that I found is they say that uh, addiction is it, it always has an accompanying kind of feeling that goes with it. Um, if you look at an addicted person as far as it negatively relates, addiction and mental health, mental illness specifically, go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And they say sometimes the mental illness, such as depression, anxiety, anything like that, will drive the person to their addiction. 
Yes. And sometimes the opposite is true, and the person's addiction drives them to the mental illness. Again, I'll be at depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, yeah. whatever it is. But the two things are married together. And I want to make an application here because this is like the main point of my sermon, so I'll probably never get to preach it to anybody who listens to this. I'm kidding. I'll preach it wherever I will. Please, when the Lord lays it on my heart. But when you look at spiritual and ministerial addiction, the accompanying component needs to be love. Mm. And sometimes you will have a love that drives you to a certain ministry to the point that you become addicted to that ministry yes and you may have something on your heart that says hey this is what i feel the lord's laid on my heart and led me to do and if you mm -hmm. have that tell your pastor he wants yes. to bolster what god has put in you yes and he wants to bolster you but sometimes it's the opposite's true and sometimes it will be your addiction to the ministry that births a love in you for a particular ministry. You say, Brother Dylan, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to find out what's going to happen? Well, just like any addict, when they find their drug of choice, they dabble in every single little thing they can get their hands on. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to make light of that. Don't throw any hate speech at me because, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm really not affected by what any of y'all think or say or do. Just to be completely honest with you. You can throw hate mail at me all day long and I'll just click delete. It doesn't matter to me. But as a spiritual, ministerial, addict in training, sample every little ministry you can. Yes. And you're gonna, I guarantee you, you are going to find something that pricks your heart. Mm-hmm. And God will put a love in your heart for that particular ministry or those particular people and then it's going to be a driving and compelling feeling for you. And you're going to have to do it. And then you'll wind up just like Paul said, these, these two folk were. You're addicted to that ministry. Yes. So that's what I got. I mean, there's all, I mean, there's probably every pastor out there wants people addicted to the ministry, especially couples. Um... When you have couples come in and do things together, it just builds such a strong relationship. And then you you have other people, younger ones, looking up to those people serving in the ministry. I think about it at our church. How many couples said it was at seven or six that are married or fixing to get married? I think it was six were there, but I know one feller wasn't there, so it was seven, I think. So there's seven altogether couples in our church let's that have... Let's, let's evangelistically exaggerate. Fifty couples. <laughs> so there, there's seven. There's seven. Hundred and fifty <laughs> couples. And... <laughs> Anyways, there's just couples there that are either married or fixing to get married within this coming year and they need other couples to look to that are addicted to the ministry couples that are serving god and serving in in ministries all throughout the church i mean one church doesn't have just one ministry um there's there's tons of ministries out there that you can do um like we have like uh dylan talked about the bus church well not only do we have 
children, the bus kids, we have we have to have those buses run. We have to have the people who drive the buses, and you have to have a heart for those things. Um, getting those kids and and having them every Sunday going up and and knocking on the doors and doing those things, it's it's not a task that should be taken lightly. And no no area in the ministry where you serve should be something that's taken lightly. And like you said, when you fall Unless in you love with it. Ministry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're gonna make me lose my damn thought again. I'm sleepy, <laughs> so I'm getting stupid. Forgive me. Um and so you have those yeah, I lost my thought. You have <laughs> those couples that um when you are addicted to the ministry, it's not just going to um, stay with you. It's going to overflow into others. Those people that you are friends with or you're talking to when you talk about that ministry you're in, it if it's something that, oh, they're not, maybe not they're not doing a ministry yet and you're talking to them about it, maybe they'll be like, well, maybe I should do something in a ministry. And that overflows into them. And so I think that's something... As couples, you know, we're talking about the bracing your marriage. Get involved in your church. The more you're doing stuff for God, um, your Bible time together, you're praying together, all of those things are going to help brace your marriage. Indeed. And then, like, on the, on the practical side, too, like we said, pick up a hobby. I mean, oh, yeah. do something new. I mean, I said before, variety is the spice of life. Try something that you think's gonna be really dumb. Playing and tennis. If it is, huh? Playing tennis. With playing me. tennis. Playing tennis is stupid. He will not play tennis with me. <laughs> I told you I'd get the stupid rackets. Okay. <laughs> I might make a racket, but I'll get the racket. Get you. Anyway, <laughs> do something. Do something silly. And do something stupid. I mean, here's the thing. Think of the worst possible hobby you two could have together, and then go do it. Just so that way y'all can commiserate about how stupid of an idea it was. You'll laugh about it for 20 years. I think I had some of those, I think. I only do cool stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We had the idea one time that we were going to paint pictures. Neither one of us are very no, artistic. That was a dumb idea. <laughs> and we were going to paint pictures and we were going to hang them up in the house and then they had to stay there for a month, and we were going to invite people over and pretend like we didn't know what was going on. And it was going to be like a giant inside joke. I painted one picture, and it looked terrible, and then Bailey never painted one. And so, I mean, the idea in and of itself, <laughs> massive flop. But now you hear us sitting here cackling and laughing about it, and it's a great memory. Because it's stuff you can do together. Like, the, okay, so there's these... um. The stuff you can do. There's what you can look on either Etsy or whatever. They're you. They call them date night boxes, and you can look up. They have different ones. They have game ones. Um, they have adventure ones where they send you like an adventure you do. Um, and so stuff like that. If you're like I don't know what to do, look into one of those. I know we were looking into some of them. There was one that it was like they sent everything in the box to do a s'mores night or a fondue night. Um, a game night one, a 70s theme, uh, all different kinds of stuff. And you can look up those things to have something just different that you wouldn't even think about. Um, so do stuff like that. 
have the the play dates like we talked about earlier where you go and just um whatever you like to do as a child where whether it was going to the park and and playing on the swings or something or playing kickball play kickball with each other just she kickball says that, but I she mean, won't pretend to be a power ranger with me i will not i did not like power rangers growing up i'm sorry y'all i mean i just i was more of the powerpuff girls i did like them but i only watched them for a little bit so anyways do something fun with your spouse work on your marriage continue to do the bracing your marriage whether you find the little things to do, the fun things to do, um, the dumb things that you can laugh about later, like the painting idea, because y'all, that was bad. Find those things. Get involved in the ministry at your church. If you don't have a local church, find a local church that you can become a part of, because you will never regret serving God with your spouse. I agree. Amen. That is one thing that... Um, I am very thankful for and very blessed to be able to have a spouse who wants to serve God and I'm able to serve God alongside of him with my children. And you hear that following. she's thankful for me. Oh, okay, let's let's not get too sappy here. Um <laughs> Oh, I ain't getting sappy. I'm perfectly fine. I don't know what your problem is. So that is uh that's the end of our marriage episodes for February. Yeah, if you say so. I might have to join on here a little more. I have enjoyed having him on here. It's been fun. Uh, so maybe with some other topics that I have, he'll be joining on a lot more. I know this is something we enjoy to do. We always do it last minute. You know, maybe one day we'll we'll get there. But I'm we, rambling we need now. To do it on Sunday nights because that's when we're the most spiritual. <laughs> I'm rambling now. But this is the end of our series for February. We're going to start a new series for March. I'm not sure what yet. But if you follow along on Instagram, I am doing a book study on, it is called A Biblical Course in Witnessing. It's by James Knox. And I am doing a study on it in March. And we'll also be studying through 1 Corinthians over on Instagram. So you can join there. This coming week, there will be a PDF available to be downloaded to go along with a biblical course in witnessing. You don't have to have it to follow along with. You can just join in on the Instagram stories and watch. But that is something that we will, I will be doing brand new over there. I have not done a study in a while, so I'm going to be doing that for the month of March. And I'll probably share some stuff on here with it. Also, kind of some bonus episodes talking about witnessing. But that is all. And you can follow along on my podcast page on Instagram at Meyer. So until then, I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. If you did, you can always send me a message on Instagram or you can tag me on any social media platform and share it with your friends and your family. With This is something that helps us when you share, when you download an episode. All those things help us tremendously with getting the podcast out there. So I hope you all have a wonderful rest of the week. And as always, remember Psalm 150 verse 6. Let everything that hath breath 
Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord.